Harry, I'm gonna come straight to you. What do you think is going to be the number one selling driver of 2021? The one with the longest shaft. Um, no, I would say... Hello everybody, this is episode number 61 of No Putts Given. We have Tony, Harry, and Chris. Um, I would say everyone wave, but first I need confirmation. Chris, is that a Ben and Jerry shirt? Yeah, it is. John Barba, <laughs> steamed writer, went to, uh, did his little trip in Vermont, and uh, I said, God dang it, John, I need a Ben and Jerry shirt. So he hooked me up, so I, it, I may wear this three, four weeks in a row. I have done that tour. You've done the tour? I've done the Ben and Jerry's tour, yeah. Show you the factory, give you a free scoop of ice cream. You can wander up on your own and check out the flavor graveyard. I know what I'm doing the last week in October. Sounds like yeah. my golf spy field trip. <laughs> Let's go on a honeymoon. By Vermont oh, standards, God. that's the haps, yo. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, we've got some juicy topics to dig into today, juicy. and I want to jump right into the first one. Um, Chris, I hear that you have some breaking news about the alleged names of some 2021 drivers. Can you fill us in? Yeah, so allegedly, you know, we, we hear things from time to time, and um, it's all part of the fun and the games in this. Is So looking into 2021, here's what we're hearing. We already know Titleist has TSI uh, coming out, but here's a couple names that we're hearing out there. But, Taylor, but do you know what the I stands for? Inter no. Interesting. You're going to tell us in a second, Tony. You're going to tell us because... I, I think it's actually embargoed. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. use of the letter I is protected. <laughs> of course it is, because we're hearing about TaylorMade Sim 2, like a sequel... Uh, Cobra Rad, like the 1980s BMX bike movie that Bruh. that should yeah, live yeah, we can, in. Totally. Yes. I can confirm that that is, yeah, that is a, <laughs> yeah. And get this one. Thanks, Jose. Callaway Epic Speed. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> all, all, right. all buzzwords, all buzzwords. I'm just saying, allegedly, right. I can't confirm, or deny. Well, I mean, that gels, right? Because they go... They go back and forth between sort of like the epic franchise and what was the rogue, and rogue. franchise. And I swear, if 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 the 2022 driver is not the Rapscallion, I'm I'm done with it. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, then it's over. It's over. But the thing is, yeah. So maybe start with the epic one. Yeah, you're right. Like it's back and forth, right? So you had you know rogue kind of opposite the other line, which would become epic, and you had epic original epic, and then flash and rogue jumped in there now star. you have maverick star for the uh, the japanese uh contingent where basically it was just lighter components and more expensive um and then now potentially right epic speed so what's in a name what does that tell is there, you is there like a is there a subtext on sim 2 is it like sim 2 sim ear sim again <laughs> Sim more, more simish more. than the first. Well, that's I think that's the hard part with the sequel is like, yeah, obviously TaylorMade got pretty burned on the IER type of thing. So how do you do something and then do it, then do it better ear? I mean, those jokes still stick around, and so I think the sim. I, I think the sequel part's hard. I mean, that's why movies suck generally, right? Sequels, other than maybe yeah. Godfather. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, good with, I'm good with Sim too. I, are I, you? You know, I'm like, I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm satisfied with that. You're good with Sim too. It's safe, it's, right? It's safe. It's zero confusion on that. Yep, it's so, safe. It's How about the Rad though? The Cobra Rad. Rad speed. Yeah, I mean, 
And Rad will no doubt stand for something or... Research and design? You know, they came up with Rad and then figured out what it should stand for. <laughs> no, quite. I'm sure I'll find out soon enough, but that's Cobra. Try and keep it fun to a mm-hmm. degree, so... And, and you know, we can joke about names all day, but if on an annual basis, if you're asking, which you didn't, but I'm going to pretend you did, like <laughs> whose driver I'm always going to be most interested in seeing, it, it's going to be the Cobra one because, in my opinion, it's the company that, that is pushing the boundaries of innovation most consistently and doing real things, right? Maybe, maybe not just telling stories and, and coming up with you know, a, a, a compelling narrative, but actually R&D and real technology and just, you know, to borrow their phrase, cool stuff that works. So we can laugh about the name, but um, I, I definitely want to see what's up there. There's the movie, Rad. Love okay. that movie, 1980s BMX bike. So I guess maybe that's the question. Yeah, of those three releases, what are you most potentially excited about tony you can already well, answer that okay hold okay on. sorry you're getting ahead of me sorry. let miranda run the show damn it because i have a hot seat it's oh. the hot seat it's time for the hot seat <laughs> 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 there you go that's what Is i'm that, looking for tony uh, all right and harry, <laughs> harry looks embarrassed <laughs> I am very embarrassed. Harry's like, that's okay. I, that's I, my I'm job. Married to her, I work with him. This is terrible. <laughs> that's fine. So the hot seat. Knowing what we know, get out your crystal crystal balls or whatever the fortune teller hat is. Put those on because I want to know, Harry. I'm going to come straight to you. What do you think is going to be the number one selling driver of 2021? The one with the longest shaft. Um, <laughs> No, I would say Titleist could surprise you this year. They've been making incremental increases every single year when it comes to the driver. Like it was really spinny and now it's maybe a little bit less spinny. I think it's going to be Titleist or I think Cobra could could do it this year. They took a step back in, in 2020 compared to the F9, in my personal opinion. But I think they're going to do it this year. I think they're going to push that number one spot all right tony how about you you've predicted this before so can you do it again so the number one selling driver of 2021 like it's always a coin toss it's it's nice to think cobra has a chance but if you ask cobra they'll tell you they're not going to get there uh i i think titleist would tell you that they expect to gain share this year but they won't get to number one and that's not really their focus so this is always a two-horse race and within that, I think it's going to be tailor-made. I think maybe Callaway, unless they come out and blow the doors off with a, not just a really good story, but real, really nail the cosmetics, right? The shelf appeal of the driver, which I think they, they whiffed on uh, with Maverick. I think if they can do those two things, maybe they stay on top. But my hunch is the market has a little bit of epic fatigue. Like going to the well one too many times with that same name. Um, you know, there is everything has a shelf life. So if you pin me down and, and sort of legitimately not knowing anything other than the names of the two drivers, I would put my money down on Taylor Made in 2021. 
All right, Chris, we've got a Titleist slash Cobra, TaylorMade. What do you think? Who's going to be the number one selling driver yeah. in 2021? <clears throat> I think there's different categories. Number one at retail, I think, is going to be TaylorMade, and, and I'll tell you why. I think what Harry's alluding to is I think there's opportunities for brands to take a big step forward as well. You know, TS Series was a step forward for Titleist. Um, absolutely. It was a big step forward for them really arguably kind of put them in the conversation again with this modern driver uh category historically they've always been pretty pretty middle of the road um again, same same yeah safely average safely average middle of the road um cobra like i said thing i, I really appreciate about cobra is they, they do push different boundaries and limits and things and and yes yeah, sometimes that may mean they take a step sideways or maybe even backward but they're they're constantly looking to push some areas so they're gonna if that goes well they could absolutely gain some share but in terms of the retail environment the retail environment and we're going to get into this a little bit later it's a different beast altogether and so i go back to q1 and beginning of q2 in 2020 and who was leading at that point in time it was sim taylor made was absolutely uh faster out of the gate it was ahead of callaway when um you know when coronavirus hit and and, and effectively retail kind of shut down there in mid-march and so i have no reason to think otherwise that it's not going to pick up kind of right where we left off and that could be part of the naming convention piece is not wanting to separate itself too much from what had been a really hot start for them. So um, I'm going to say TaylorMade for those reasons. Fair to point All out, right. though, Callaway did kind of, <laughs> to use their their own favorite phrase, Mongolian reversal after COVID and kind of did overtake it retail. But but again, I think I think epic fatigue and, you know, potentially something cool with TaylorMade is, is the, well. the differentiator. I'm writing all of these down so that we can come back a year from now and see who was right. Maybe there's a prize. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to our second topic of the day. Um, Chris, I'm going to let you kind of explain this one as well, because when I first heard this vocab word, um, I wasn't exactly sure what it was. So can you explain to us fairly briefly what spiffs are? Yeah. So <clears throat> any of us that have worked in retail, whether you worked at a a car dealership, or I remember in high school, I worked at a, a clothing retail store where we sold a lot of pants. Uh, that was just kind of the thing. Basically, spiffs are uh, kind of short-term based incentive kickbacks to a salesperson for promoting a specific product. Sometimes people say it stands for like a sales performance incentive fund um, or some variation of that terminology, but it would be like, hey, all right, car dealership, here you go over the weekend. Anybody that sells a truck, you know, we're pushing trucks this weekend. You get an extra thousand bucks for every truck to sell. That'd be an example of a spiff. Okay, so how does it come into play in golf? And do you think that it's hurting golfers' games? Um, how does it come into play in golf? The same way, right? Where a company would come into a large retail chain and say, all right, for these two months, let's call it March and April because – we know a lot of large OEMs will do, you know, roughly 50% of their sales for the year on a normal year, 50% of their sales for the year in Q2. So that's March, April, and May. And with that, they say, okay, how can we incentivize sales staff to push our product ahead of somebody else's? So they might go into a large retail chain and say, all right, here's the deal. Salespeople, when you hit these targets over the next 60 days, we're going to kick you back a specific amount of cash. Now, keeping in mind, a lot of times at these big box stores, right, these are 
hourly wage employees making $10, $12 per hour. So an extra 100 bucks in the paycheck or an extra $1,500 in your paycheck, which is what happened at one particular store where every single sales associate at this store hit the maximum goal, the maximum spiff for those two months, and they all got $1,500 prepaid Visa gift cards, which I'm not sure if they reported those on their uh, taxes or not, should have, because um, it's taxable income as a bonus. Not sure if that happened, not sure if it was supposed to happen, but every single employee in the store, uh, sales employee over those 60 days, hit the target based on what this company said, which was something in the neighborhood of like forty to $50,000 in terms of retail sales of this one specific company over those two months. So that's kind of how it goes. Okay. Harry, have you ever walked into a retail store, probably before you started working for my golf spy and felt like you were a marked man, that somebody was trying to sell you something specific? Maybe there was a bonus involved, maybe not. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could go into any golf store whether it's the big big name brands or the smaller stores that are still affiliated with the major oems and you get market share of how much you sell yeah you're always going to get pressured into buying or how can i put it pushed upon bigger name brands when it comes to your first ones you're going to try you're not going to try the smaller brands they're going to push you the big brands that everyone knows about because they're the ones that typically are the biggest margins in, in commission. Um, I've always felt pressured into buying one of the top three, you know, Tyler's Callaway or TaylorMade when it comes to any product. That's one of the problems right there. But I know there are stores out there that do have the consumer at heart. It's a very small percentage from my personal experience, but there are companies out there that, will do it but the biggest problem is at the end of the day money talks so tony the bigger brands do typically perform fairly well in our testing but is sales incentive type bonuses is it hurting the game of golf for you know the average golfer that goes to pick up a new club or two uh you know i would say probably if if you're if you're not getting fit properly not taking the time to go through that process you're you're, you're essentially buying a lottery ticket anyway, right, to borrow Adam's phrase. And so in that respect, whether whether you chose the ticket you bought on your own or the sales associate behind the counter chose for it, right, right it's you know, like a if you're playing the lottery, do you do you give them numbers or do you just let the machine pick it? It's, it's pretty much a, a similar situation there. So, you know, in that respect, like I said, if you're not if you're not taking the time to get fit, it ultimately probably doesn't matter. Uh, I do think it is important to clarify that, that the spiff rules are different at different stores, different chains. So PGA Tour Superstore, for example, uh, they don't do spiffs. They are vocal about it from what I understand. So, And, and they're also big proponents of fitting. They, they're not fans of, you know, even if you're a guy who's just going to go and grab a tailor-made driver off the rack, they still want you to go into the hitting bay and, and experience it before you pay for it. So Superstore, kind of a different set of rules. They don't play that game. At Dick's Sporting Goods, the other massive golf retailer, the situation there is manufacturers essentially all pay into a, a spiff pot, if you will. So everybody kicks in to a pot and then... Uh, Essentially, sales associates are incentivized for selling something, right? Not necessarily a specific brand. 
that being said, there there is some some <laughs> like bonus upon bonus kind of thing, some <laughs> secondary deals that do come through from what I understand. And then when you get into sort of the the smaller regional chains, the the one-offs and things like that, it's been described to me as the wild wild west where basically yeah. anything goes, spiffs run wild. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, who knows? Yeah, you know. And it, and keep in mind too, it's not just golf clubs. Um, shoes, another category as well where where spiffs come into play. So, you know, basically guys are are getting bonuses to put you in into golf clubs and and golf shoes and things like that. But again, you know, same rule with a driver is with a shoe. If you're not going to take the time to, to get one that fits you, yeah, it's, it's kind of on you. All right. So moving on to our third topic, we just talked about shoes and um, how you definitely need to try those out before you buy them. But Harry, you've come across in the last couple of weeks a super cool thing that you can put into your shoes, and it's like a portable force plate, right? They're called salted insoles. So, Chris, I don't know if you're as familiar with these. Tony, I know you've seen them. Harry, can you explain what the salted insoles are? And then I've got a follow-up question for everybody. I thought it was salted caramel something, to be honest with you. I saw salt. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be tasty. So, hook me up. It yeah. is tasty. It is It is tasty. It, it, insoles are typically not tasty. <laughs> well, this certain product is tasty. I was just going over social media one day and this this come up and picture a force plate you see all the pros using the ground uh, effectively by loading one side and then coming up with vertical force and hitting the peak right at impact and then finishing on your left side um on your heel preferably so you see all of these vertical forces and lateral forces when it comes to your weight dynamic and your weight shift now those kind of brands and uh, models can range from, you know, 12 to 19 grand um, when you have them in your fitting studio, which is a ridiculous amount of money. Now, what if I could tell you that Salted can give you close to it, to the 18 grand model for 200 bucks. And we have tested them in here. We got them in and, and there's not that many products that come in here and I'm like, holy shit. I get taken back. And this one took me by surprise because it was so cool. Yes, they have kinks in their app. Yes, there's room for improvement. But I would buy these in a heartbeat. And that's saying something. All right, Tony, what do you think? Are salted insoles the coolest product that we've seen this year? It is. I mean, this is is very rare that, you know, I'll see. So so I was looking at the draft of, of the post that, that Harry wrote and looking at some of the imagery and seeing how it works and, and what the graphics are compared to the more expensive kind of enterprise grade products. And it is a little bit of that sort of, you know, foresight flight scope track man versus rap Soto type of conversation. Uh, but I looked at that. I was like, that is cool. I want these. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Harry, go find me a set of these. Like, it is just one of those things. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's again, one more thing to work on. And it's ideally something you work on with an instructor, um, but just just kind of have that visual of going, you know, what am I doing with my weight in the golf swing? And fundamentally, is what I'm doing stupid? <laughs> is, this, is this just not right? And so, you know, to see that how the weight is moving back and forth and, and how much force is being applied on the, on the you know, the leading side and, and the trailing side, and it's, um, 
Yeah, it just looks really cool. Harry says it works pretty well. It's it's a simple concept, right? You charge them up, stick them in your shoes, fire up an app, and you're you're rolling. Yeah, I'm. I was like, yeah, that is cool. That is definitely cool. Chris, do you think some force plate insoles would benefit your game? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I guess I can't see how they wouldn't. You know, it's if you're increasing knowledge, like I couldn't tell you if I'm shifting my weight appropriately. I can tell you that there's weight to shift. I don't know if I'm shifting it appropriately. Um, and so it's, you know, I, I, I guess Based I Based on that legendary <laughs> video from the PGA show, no. No, no, I am not. So uh, Tony would indicate there is room for improvement, but I think it falls into that category a little bit of you don't know what you don't know. And I remember, yeah, this was maybe three, four years ago, Tony, something like that at the PGA show when FootJoy kind of had a similar setup there. You could try and choose and it, it, they had kind of this force pad type thing where yeah, you would hit bo- body track maybe. Yeah, it was something like that where you could get kind of a reasonable estimation of um, and this was, you know, the, their whole thing around did you need a more stable shoe or did you need the frog shoe, the freestyle one that you like? Bring back yeah. the freestyle. <laughs> Bring it back. And I needed something really stable, I guess, because my feet were all over the place. But I didn't really know what I didn't know, and I would say that's still the case of um, if this can help give golfers information that they don't have otherwise, and you're removing a barrier, right? Like I said, 18, 20,000 are going to a studio or someplace where, where this is you know, part of the suite of teaching products. Um, good luck with that, right? But if it's a $200 thing, could that help improve my game? Yeah, probably. I would try it. Absolutely, I would try it. The article came out today, so you should definitely check that out. Harry did a really good job of introducing us to these. But, Harry, they would probably benefit me, don't you think? Like, I definitely have trouble figuring out how my weight should shift. I mean, so, yes, it, they would help everyone as long as someone understands what the transition of weight can equate be. to in your swing. And it's and, and here's the cool thing about them. It's not just intended for golf. You can download an app and use them at the gym to see if you're if your body weight is correct when deadlifting or whatever squatting oh. and then there's one for running there's there's a, a two or three that you can use so it's a multi-purpose insult so you can identify and get better at every sport that you do so it is in my opinion one of the best products that's come out of 21 harry does the app give you feet like you said working with a you know like I said, somebody to basically decode the information and say, this is good, this is bad. Does the app do any of that for you? Or is that something like where I would need to have somebody interpret that for me and basically, um, you know, be able to say, hey, here's what, you know, here's what this should look like or shouldn't look like. And here's where you suck. And here's where you're halfway decent. And oh, good Lord, how do you even get the ball airborne? You know? They they do a li- they do a little bit in there. I mean, so this app is uh, this whole concept is based in Korea. So there is some language barrier kind of concepts that you just have to get around. Um, the the app's all in Korean. Is that what you're suggesting? No, Sorry, it's no. in English. But <laughs> the the layout could be better for the U.S. market. Um, there are I I have a comparison of me against a, um, a a pro in Korea and see how my weight distribution is different compared to his, uh, huh. that kind of stuff. So you can see comparisons. See, that would be really cool. That would so be awesome. They have that in the app. Um, okay. You can see that on average percent, they give you the averages of percentages. So on average, I'm 85% 
on my right side on the way back and then I transfer and peak at the right time, thankfully, and then finish about 85 to 15% on the heel to the toe. So it really does give you a really good feedback if, you, if you're there and you say, all right, all I'm doing is my weight is on my toes and right. I'm hitting a lot of shanks. Well, that's true because you're you're leaning into that shot. So your swing path is going to push it towards the heel and potentially shanking it more often. So if you're swinging away, so if you're turning right. with your body and your left ass cheek's coming away, your path is going to come through and you're not going to be shanking it as much because your weight distribution is in the correct position. And now all I'm thinking about is left ass cheek. So you're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> You can picture mine if you like. I, that. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I want to know from each of you guys, um, Tony, how about you first? If you could name a driver, what would you name it? Sim 2? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, it's fortunate I get to sit in this position and make fun of bad names without actually having to come up with a good one. So, yeah, I... Uh, yeah, nine twenty-one, that kind of thing. Ten twenty-one. I like the year name. I like kind Very of that. Very technical. Yeah, the Mizuno approach. The yeah, I'd I'd keep All it right. boring as as shit and sell five of them. The TC <laughs> the TC two hundred one. Yeah, exactly. TC nine hundred two one. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Chris, how about you? What would you name a driver? Probably name it after ice cream flavors or food. I knew it. I knew it. You know, so I would have like the. Uh, you know, like the, the roast beef. Yeah, like the cobra. <laughs> like it'd be like the cobra flank steak. You know, like how does that not sell well? You know, um, if it's, yeah. I would like roast beef would be like remember like rocket balls, right? Like yes. this is a ridiculous name. Ha ha! I, I gotta try that roast beef driver. Yeah, you don't think I'm people in. are signing up like? And I mean, where's the beef? Boom! It's two hundred eighty-five yards down the fairway, buddy. That's where it is. You Movable know? weight is a piece of Swiss cheese. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so many options. Yeah, I think I'd go with like the uh, uh, the Cobra flank steak or the Cobra roast All beef. All right. I like that. Harry, what have you got? What would you name a driver? I would, this fits my personality, I'd just be like, it's shakalaka, right? <laughs> Shablang blong. So it would be, I would just be like, if I hit a good one, I'd be like, Boom shakalaka, and that would be me. Yep, you NBA jams. I like that. You're going back to like I'm 1990s going back, video I'm going games. to 90s. You know shakalaka. Yep, yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, you know what? I'd I'd like to change my answer. You may change your answer. I, I would go with like the mic drop, and then <laughs> oh. like oh. my commercial would just be like a guy hitting a bomb off the tee box, turning to his group and just being like, "Oh, <laughs> the TC mic drop." Yeah. Done. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Until next time, we'll see ya.